This is Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the thirsty Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi? How'd you know I was thirsty? I don't know, because you just said you don't have a drink. Well, I have water. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to be good. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay to be good. <sighs> what? Sometimes. What? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this be good that you speak of, but we'll go with that, I okay. guess. So, you know how we try to tell the kids to be good? Sometimes we should be good, too. It's usually when I say, you need to listen, like your father. (laughs) (laughs) I got to throw the example out somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. I believe you're first tonight. Okay. What you got? Actually, this is a follow-up to one of your stories. It's not a follow-up to one of your stories. Okay. One of your stories is included in this. Interesting. I'm intrigued. Well, not really included in this, but it's mentioned. I'm intrigued. Forest Fen's treasure. Ooh, yeah. So apparently in Michigan, okay. Johnny Perry is a local business owner from Washington Township, um, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in the. He's been a jeweler for over twenty three years, and he apprenticed under his father. Okay. And since COVID started. And he actually followed the Forest Fen treasure. Mm-hmm. He knew all about it. Yeah. And after that was found just recently, he decided this is what he was going to do. Okay. So you can actually, he's buried his his jewelry. Um, he actually has silver and stuff, mm-hmm. like bars and gold bars that he's buried. So he's continuing the tradition kind except of. Except you have to buy tickets To enter to get the clues. Interesting. And then, once you find the treasure, it's yours. And he may be willing, because you know how metal, it inflates and deflates. Yeah, of course. So, depending on... He may be willing to buy it back. He may be willing to buy it back. Interesting. So, um, I was on the website. Go on the website. Pretty much everything sold out. Oh, I imagine it would, you know... Well, why would you even sell it sell out but i suppose but he has more than one okay like so there's and i saw the max well i didn't go through all of them but the one closest to the Mackinac bridge mm-hmm. was at four fourteen thousand dollars worth of value interesting um some how much does at, it cost to get the clues i like, think it depends on the price i was seeing that they were close to fifty dollars for okay, a ticket. Not so bad. So it's not so bad, and I don't know what the cutoff is. Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. And they're the count because it's per county. Okay. And these are like spots. I believe I read that where they're like significant areas for him and his now wife. Okay. They yeah. were like fiance or engaged. Makes sense. When this all started, and now they're married. So. I wonder if he like ever since the the. Um, the treasure was found. The original treasure was found. I've done a lot of reading about um, why nobody's come forward, why the person hasn't actually come forward and identified themselves. Because you have to pay taxes. Yeah, all the taxes that they owe <laughs> and all this stuff. It's like, I wonder if this guy thought any of that through too. <laughs> I'm like, sure lots and lots of taxes, but these are like smaller, 
Smaller, little. yeah, smaller amounts, not such a big deal, but you know, you're the, still going to be paying taxes yeah, in it, yeah. But yeah, if you're interested, um, you don't have to live in Michigan, you do need to be there in order to find it because you have so to physically all, find it. They're all in Michigan, yes, okay. But it's Johnny's Treasure Quest, Johnny's Treasure Quest, hmm. So that it is, is really cool, it is. And I was like, I wonder, but the next one that's not sold out is in October. And I'm like, that's going to be winter, and yeah. I don't want to be digging in the snow. Not really, no. But no one, it's not necessarily underground either. Yeah, who so. knows where it'll be. So Interesting. I thought that was really cool. That's I a really cool idea. A neat little kind of business venture idea for the guy if, you know, try to sell some tickets and maybe even, you know, I don't know. He could, you know, come out, come out. He could come out, you know, profiting if enough people bought tickets. He probably is selling enough to be the value Just of the, the value jewelry, of it, yeah. yep. so that way he's not really not losing profit. anything. Exactly. So, yeah. And it's something fun to do outdoors, mm-hmm. and because odds are he had to close down for COVID, mm-hmm. so this was his way of making money. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure it's brought um, a little bit of notoriety to his business. As well. Oh, for sure. You know, for brought, sure. Bringing in more customers. Well, as this, well. he just recently started this. This isn't even a month old. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a great, great little business idea for while well, you closed during COVID. Oh, for sure. For sure. But Definitely. yeah, I thought this was kind of cool. That so, is cool. That is really cool. I want to go on a treasure hunt. I want to go on a treasure hunt. I wish they would have something closer to home. Yeah. I mean, it's not too far away, but, you know. Um, it's at least too, too far. at least an eight-hour drive yeah. to the closest yeah. part of Michigan. I know. I'm very aware. All right. Too far away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not even a weekend getaway for a chance to, like. No, it definitely would have to be more than a weekend mm-hmm. getaway. Definitely. All right. Well, my first story. Dun, dun, dun. I have a story, and this story is not exactly not famous. I had never heard it before, but if you have, that wouldn't surprise me. If you haven't, it doesn't surprise me. It's just it's a, something I had never heard of before, and I thought was kind of interesting. Um, have you ever heard of the uh, Nav Rattle bro- Brothers? The Nav Rattle Brothers. Mm, I don't think I have. Okay. Well, it's Michael. Um, and at the time of the story, Michael was three. Year, time of the start of the story, Michael was three years old, and Edmund, who was two. Okay. Uh, they had been taken by their father in a custody kidnapping. This sounds familiar, but I know this isn't the only kidnapping story by a parent that uh, no, we've heard of. No, um, Michael uh, Navrattle Senior, their father, he was originally from Slovakia, uh, but at the time of the kidnapping, he was living in Nice, France. And he married an Italian woman named Marcel Caretto in 1907. Okay. Uh, he separated from her in 1912 and o- over some business difficulties and an alleged affair that Marcel had had. And Marcel got custody of the children, but Michael kidnapped them during a visit during Easter, planning to take them to America. He traveled from England to France via Monte Carlo and boarded the Titanic at Southampton. Ooh. Okay. Back up real quick, though. Okay. But this is their stepmom? No, this is their mom. They're, they're not with their... They're, 
Th- their mom was Marcel. Okay, for some reason, I felt like she was stepmom. Or Th- that's something. that's their mom. Okay, I just wanted clarification there. Yep. I misunderstood something somewhere. Uh, well, on board of the Titanic, he pretended it to hit an iceberg. He pretended to be a widower, um, and he kept the boys pretty close. But he did allow one Swiss passenger um, to look after them while he played a game of cards. As the Titanic was sinking. Michael and another passenger dressed the boys, took them up deck where they were put on the final lifeboat to leave the Titanic. Oh my gosh. And Michael Sr. died in the sinking of the Titanic. (gasps) Uh, Michael Jr. and Edmund did not speak English. So a survivor, Margaret Hayes, who was fluent in French, had looked after him, took the boys to her New York home um, until their relatives could be found. Um, and eventually, Marcel, recognizing her sons on the front page of a newspaper, wow. realized, those are my kids. I want them back. Wow. She was brought to New York and reunited with her two boys in um, on May 16th, 1912. Wow. Um, I just thought crazy that, you know, father kid kidnaps the two boys and goes down in the Titanic that boys end up in New York. <laughs> And mother doesn't know they were even on the Titanic, but happens to see their picture on the front page of a newspaper about the well, Titanic. Mother doesn't know where they're at at all. No, not I'm at sure. all. Could you imagine not knowing where kids are? You look at the newspaper, and there they are You're on the front like, page. You're like, oh my god, crazy! Ah, absolutely crazy. Thanking all my lucky stars at that moment. So, kind of a sad story, a happy ending. I mean, other than their father dying, but obviously he's the one that kidnapped him. I don't know if we should care about him so much, but. <laughs> <laughs> But at least they were reunited with their mother. Yes, that that's a happy ending. Yes, I thought so. So my next one, I'm like sticking with all the current events or something. I have okay. no clue. I've got one current event today, I think. But. This is my last current event. Okay. Kind of, sort of, yeah. So um, if you're looking for a quick and easy way to get hundreds and thousands of views on YouTube, you know how you brought up doors? Yeah. I got something better. It's better than doors? Yeah. Um, more or less just doing nothing for two hours with the camera recording you. Two hours and 20 minutes to be exact. Do nothing for two hours and 20 minutes. The video went viral. Really? Nearly one in 1.5 million views. <laughs> um, and it's a YouTuber from Indonesia, literally just kind of staring off into space. We'll have the YouTube link. But I kind of skimmed through it fast just to kind of see. Mm-hmm. And it was about an hour and So the whole video is just him sitting to, there? Yeah. Just That's staring crazy. off at a wall. And apparently he's young because in the article, well, he's 21, but he still is with his parents because he kept saying, my parents, he was worried about his parents um, calling for him. Mm-hmm. And then he wouldn't have been able to continue. But he said he, it was originally planned for five to 10 minutes. And he just kept he just going. Kept going. That's crazy. But yeah, if you kind of scroll through it, when I scrolled through it, I hit an hour and 36 minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he looked like he was about to fall asleep. Oh, I can imagine. So Not course, easy to just stare off into space. For- I stop and I start watching him. And then he starts doing this eyebrow thing. And I'm like, <laughs> so he wasn't doing nothing. Wasn't doing exactly, nothing. Exactly. But okay. I almost feel like the eyebrow thing was to kind of wake him up. Because then I like sped a couple minutes forward, yeah, and he looked like he was going to fall asleep again. Interesting. Huh. So I uh, 
this last week I read an article about, it was a survey, um, some polling that was done uh, in the U.S., U.K., and China. And they were surveying, it was Lego who sponsored the survey, and they were surveying children to find, they, they had five professions listed, and they wanted to find out what's the most popular profession, what do they want to grow YouTubers. up to be. U.S. and U.K., YouTuber was number one. China was astronaut. They're a little more serious than we are. <laughs> Yeah, we've got to definitely get our kids into, like, coding or something, something because they, yeah, they're definitely going to head for a tech career, oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, may, pretty Ian, sure. for sure, Ava, she could go creative. I'm not sure what, but you never know. Ian's going to be a YouTuber, just ask him. Oh, I know, that's what he's going to work at McDonald's and have an ice cream shop. And be a YouTuber. That's no, what he wants to do. No, Recently, he just told me he was going to be a donut maker. Oh, a donut maker. Oh. That's when he decided He's, he, wants he wanted to be to go all the things the... we pulled out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was watching the cake wars. Oh, okay. And he was yeah, watching yeah, yeah. it with he me. He's into baking. That's... And he was like, Mom, I need to go on the show because I would win. And I said, Buddy, <laughs> you need to learn to bake <laughs> first. Yeah. And he's like, No, Mom. I've got this. And I said, dude, you need to know what each ingredient does and why you need it. Because if you go up there and you measure something wrong or you put it in at the wrong time Mm -hmm. and you're not realizing it, I'm like, you could really flatten your cookies. Yep. And then you're going to lose. And he's like, I need to learn to bake. (laughs) And then now he's determined to be a donut maker. A donut maker. Okay. Maybe he can have a YouTube channel about making donuts. Maybe. Not a bad idea. I mean, he did make some pretty mean coconut macaroons. He and did. he made, we put, I used the dulce leche in there and he made that. Mm-hmm. He did a very he good job. He hated the time it took to make it though. Yeah. Out of everything. He did enjoy the process except for that process. Yeah. Yeah. So, but cool, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, my next story, this is not a news story. It's just kind of a, you know, every once in a while, I think I did one about pretzels at one point. You did. Information about something. Well, I have some information that you may not know about a very famous building. A famous building? Yes. That's still standing? A famous five-sided building. Five-sided, like the Pentagon? Exactly. The Pentagon. Wow. I guess that right. <laughs> Phew. I didn't know if there were other ones out there or not. You never know. Um, there are famous three-sided ones, and yes. there are lots of those ones. Yes, there are. Yes, there are. Um, so just a, a few little facts about the Pentagon. Um, it was actually the second complex built for the military during FDR's presidency. It was after FDR? It was during FDR. Oh, during. Yeah. Um, originally, Even then. Originally, was there was sooner. a large complex complex commissioned uh, in Washington's Foggy Bottom neighborhood. <laughs> that was to house the War Department. Foggy Bottom? But it turned out it wasn't. It's not no Fat Bottom girl, <laughs> it's though. Foggy Bottom. But it, <laughs> it turns out it wasn't quite big enough, uh, so that's when they commissioned the, the Pentagon to be built. Um, the Pentagon is actually like way larger than you might think it is because of how it's built like it it can hold, I wouldn't picture it being small at I mean all. it can hold more than any hold more people than any sky, skyscraper in the country and I, it's only 5 stories high I believe it <laughs> I'm sure it's huge. pretty wide yes, too yes. and I I know I learned somewhere that 
not all of that building is even used because during 9 no, 11, that plane crashed into that one side of it. And that was like actually a side It was completely of the empty. It was being re- 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 yep. rejuvenated. It was actually being renovated for the 50th anniversary because um, the. Uh, the building of the original Pentagon or 60th anniversary, the building of the original Pentagon, the ground was struck on September 11th, whatever year, 60 years back from there would have been. What? Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't realize I was in this story too. It was kind of later in what I was going to say, but I figured I'd bring it up now. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Really crazy. And September that's why 11th is that, I wonder if that's why that date was picked then. It could be. It's, it's possible, but yeah, it's September 11th, 60 years prior to, 9-11-2001 is when uh, ground broke. 1941, September 11th, 1941, work be- began. More than 15,000 workers were on site that day. Crazy, crazy. Weird. That is really weird. Um, it, the reason it's shaped as a pentagon has, it, the, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It has nothing to do with stop signs? Uh, no, and that's a hexagon, not a pentagon. It's my story, Alan. But <laughs> it was it was made as a pentagon because they had chosen a location for it uh, very close to Arlington Cemetery. Okay. And there was five roads that kind of came into this point, so they made the building with oh. five sides. And then just before they were going to start building, they decided maybe we shouldn't build our war department on right next door to our most sacred cemetery in the country. So that's when location in Virginia was chosen instead of Arlington. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, I thought so. So that's pretty good. Interesting story there. Uh, the, the land is, um, was occupied by uh, former slaves. It was a slave uh, plantation at one point huh. that it is now. And it was an, an airport also before becoming the Pentagon. A uh, couple other quick things. Uh, the uh, the guy who ran the project, uh, his name was Lev- Leslie Groves. He was in charge of day-to-day construction on the site. Uh, after He was also in charge of another project around the same time, uh, the Manhattan Project, America's first successful, or successful attempt to make the atomic bomb. So the guy who developed the atomic bomb, one of the guys who was in charge of the atomic bomb project, was also in charge of the Pentagon. That was kind of that's crazy. Interesting. Charge and fat boy. The one that made caught my eye and kind of got me to talk about this story. There are twice as many bathrooms in the Pentagon as needed. Really? Yep. Is because it because those are like fallout shelters? No. When the Pentagon was built, they needed white bathrooms and colored bathrooms because they were segregated. Aww. But prior to the Pentagon opening. Roosevelt issued Executive Order 8802, which, provi- which, which said you could not segregate a federal building. So the Pentagon was Virginia's first public building that was not segregated. That's awesome. Yeah. But to this day, there's still twice as many bathrooms as they need. <laughs> so, yeah. Just, just a little information about the Pentagon I thought was kind of interesting. That is kind of interesting. I like the whole 60-year thing. Yeah. So, my last story is a travel story. Ooh, travel story. Well, it's not really a story. It's And the cool treasure hunt could have been a travel story if we wanted to travel and go to the treasure hunt. <laughs> That's a current event. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, this is if you're looking for something to do now, if anyone will even let you into that country, who knows what's <laughs> yeah. going on. Um, but I was kind of looking at stuff, and I thought this was kind of interesting. 
I had not heard of it. I'm sure there are people out there that have heard of it, especially scuba divers. Okay. Um, the Great Blue Hole. The Great Blue Hole. In Belize. Never heard of no. it. No. So I, apparently it's a diver's paradise. Okay. So it looks like this. There's like a circle. It's almost a perfect circle. Yeah. In the middle of the ocean. That's crazy. And it's all shallow around it. But there's like this dark blue because it's like a sinkhole. Mm -hmm. And apparently um, it originally was like a limestone cave and it had started to form about 150,000 years ago. How they figure that out, I have no idea. (laughs) But I'm sure there's some science to it. Yeah, I'm sure. So um, actually Jacques Cousteau, who declared it one of the top 10 um, dive sites in the world. Hmm. So this was known prior to him, but yeah. he made it a thing. Kind of made it popular or a thing to go to. So it has a great depth, um, especially compared to the shallow, shallow waters nearby. Mm-hmm. It is about 124 meters deep. Holy cow. So 407 like, I mean, feet deep. Kind of see that it's not deep around it. Like it's that deep in, in that hole. Uh huh. That's crazy. And then wide or diameter mm-hmm. is 300 meters wide. Okay. So it's a little over 984 feet wide. Yeah. So it's not quite a mile, but no, you know, but, but it's, still, it's, it's ginormous. It's, yeah. That's a huge. And then, yep. Huh. So if you definitely, I mean, it's world known for, for diving hmm. enthusiasts. Interesting. Asked, I can't even talk. I've never been into diving, but I think it'd be really cool to see stuff well, like that. Well, I see stuff like that and I'm just like, the ocean kind of scares me. The ocean scares me to death. And it's just like, <laughs> if you get lost in the ocean, you're lost in the ocean. So I might be okay with this. Because many other people have dived in there. Yeah. It's like a little sinkhole, so there's an end somewhere. It's not like going further into the deep blue and this yeah. big great white's gonna pop up out of there. Pretty much no matter where you pop up, you're <laughs> going to be able to see how to get out. <laughs> you know? Hopefully you do not run out of oxygen and yeah. you watch well, the bubbles not. go up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, if you're not comfortable with with um diving and you go with somebody who is it's around a barrier reef. Okay. So you actually can do snorkeling around there too. If you prefer not to do I've done snorkeling in the ocean and that's cool. I mean, it's a little scary, but I've been in the ocean, but I've never snorkeled. Not, I don't know. I guess I was never really interested, but again, I like swimming, but I do have a little bit of a fear. of. I was terrified. And I mean, I was like 11, 12 years old when I went and it was like when I went snorkeling and it was like, I don't know. There's too many things in the ocean I, that can I, hurt you. I'm just scared of fish, period. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough for me. Like before we went, we got these lectures about, you know, make sure you don't step on the bottom because there's this, that, or the other that could... Stingrays. And stuff. And it's like, oh, Mantis. no thank you. No thank you. I decided to take Eels. my day in a hammock and my mom went snorkeling most of the day. Yeah. No. Nope. I wouldn't have wanted to do it either. I would have been like... Beach day it is. Yeah. Where's the nearest pool without all the crazy animals in the ocean? Point me that way. I really didn't enjoy swimming in salt water anyway. I I didn't either. And I was so excited. We were on a cruise and I'm like, oh, sweet. The the, um, ship has a pool. 
Yeah, full of salt water from the freaking ocean. Yuck! <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the worst because I have been swimming in the ocean a couple times, but I never actually dipped my head in the first few times I was in the ocean. Yeah. And the one time I did, it was because the water was actually clear because I was in I was actually in the Gulf the first few mm-hmm. times, and it was murky looking mm. and I'm like I'm just gonna cool off in this and call it good and I came out with seaweed it was yeah. so disgusting yeah. Yeah. and then we were in the Caribbean and I'm like it's clear it's pretty I can see anything swim up at me mm-hmm. I'm not going too deep I won't go too deep I dip my head under and I'm like oh it burns yep. <laughs> it was bad yep and it was all to take an underwater picture that I kept my eyes open for stupidly. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. All right. My final story is going to scare you. Why? For the first, as soon as I, I'm going to read the title of the story and you're going to start S- to get mad. Does it have something to do with worms? No. It's not going to scare you in that way. Okay. I'm going to talk to you about a program offering bailout checks. For somebody. For somebody? But don't worry, I'm not actually talking politics. <laughs> okay. Country Time Lemonade has a program called the Littlest Bailout Program. They will distribute $100 checks to kids under the age of 14 whose lemonade stands were foiled by the COVID-19 virus. Aww. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. We should send them a picture of Ava and Ian behind their lemonade stand. um, uh, They said that they know this will be a rough summer for lemonade stands. And if the big guys are getting bailed out, why shouldn't we help the littlest entrepreneurs get the same treatment? They do have the cutest little lemonade stand. They do. do. Um, Would-be lemonade stand entrepreneurs are being asked to submit an essay about how they would spend their bailout money, along with a photo of the sign they would have used for their stands. Applications for bailout checks are being accepted through August 14th. Aw, we need to put the kids to work I on thought that. Of it as, that's, I thought, thought of that right away. I'm like, this is awesome. What a great little PR campaign for Country Time to be like, you know, kids can't have lemonade stands. Let's get some PR out there And then there will be it. Ian. I'm going to use it for Roblox. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't tell them that. You'll never get the money. Yeah, no. <laughs> Unless you're going to do a lemonade stand in there, and it's going to say, thank you, country, t- country time? Country time, yes. Country, country time. time? Yeah. So, yeah. Bailout money from country time to children under the age of 14. If you have any kids under the age of 14, go to country time's website. It's country Dude, time. don't tell them that information. Our ah. kids aren't as likely to get the money then. It's at country time. <laughs> countrytimebailout.com The link will be on our website. Yes, we will have the link on the website. All these cool, interesting things for people to enter. Go enter Treasure Hunt, get your kids if you have kids, fake being a kid, get a (laughs) hundred bucks. Pretend like you're 14 and all you got, I mean, you do have to take a picture, but like just steal somebody else's kid for the picture. It'll be fine. Or just Google's got a bunch of image (laughs) kids. Unless they reverse Google that photo. This is true. This is true. Don't want to get in trouble there. (laughs) That's hilarious. Make yourself a quick hundred bucks. And if you do, you should send us an email and tell us about it. Oh, that would be awesome. (laughs) Outlandishoutcast at gmail.com. 
Yes, definitely. Otherwise, you can come on to Facebook and you can leave a comment there stating, I did it. I got a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, find us on uh, Facebook if you're already not friends with us there at Outlandish Outcast Podcast. And the oddball is Twitter. It is Outlandish Casts. I almost forgot what it was. Oh, my gosh. I know I fought a little bit there with the Facebook. <laughs> I'm sure you saw the, the look on my face as I'm like, just spit it out, spit it out. What the hell is it again? That's okay. <laughs> but otherwise, you can come to Instagram and find us at Outlandish Outcast Podcast there. Or leave us a rating or review in whatever application you are listening to this show on. Five stars, preferably, preferably but, you know, oops. But I we're not perfect. Four and a half will work. Four and a half will work. I can settle for four and a half. <laughs> I'm sure we have work to do in certain areas. I'm sure we do. Like More I just totally hit me. my mic and made a big loud See? boom. So, you See? Know. Totally you then. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that's a show. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.